Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is June 11th. Today we begin a brand new Come Follow Me block. This week we're going to be studying Luke chapter 22 and John chapter 28. Now we've already studied part of Luke chapter 22. The beginning part of Luke chapter 22, we see the Last Supper. But the end part of Luke chapter 22, we haven't quite taken a look at yet. It's going to overlap with some chapters that we've already studied, but we haven't studied these aspects of those other chapters. For example, when the Savior tells Peter that he will deny him three times, we see in John chapter 13, but it's here in Luke chapter 22 as well. So we're going to be studying this last part of Luke chapter 22. Now, as we begin this study of the end of Luke chapter 22, Peter isn't necessarily cast in the best light here in the end of chapter 22. The Savior is going to say a few things to him that's going to make him look like he is struggling with his faith or that he's not as faithful as he has seemed to be up until this point. Peter, yes, sometimes we think that he's a little impetuous, a little impulsive, but he's also the kind of apostle that has the faith to say, hey, ask me to walk on the water and I know I can do it. He's the kind of apostle that without a moment's hesitation draws his sword to try to defend the Savior. This is the kind of apostle that is always willing to act in faith and is always seeking, it seems, to strengthen that faith. And I think we need to remember that as we begin this study of Peter. It's important that we don't diminish his faith or diminish his testimony or diminish the apostle and the disciple that he was. In 2015, Elder Uchtdorf gave a talk to new mission presidents and their wives. And in that, he says that Peter's pattern, his pattern of having faith and then struggling and then coming back with stronger faith and then making mistakes, that that pattern is a pattern that we all live and that it's a pattern that should offer us hope. He explains that Peter's moments of weaknesses are not the end of his story. Peter's personal witness of the resurrected Savior transformed him into a rock-solid leader. And so each of us, as we go throughout life and we ebb and flow a little bit, we can all find faith and we can all find comfort knowing the history of Peter. And we should look to Peter as an example of strength and courage and faith. So in Luke chapter 22, it would seem that here, this moment at the Last Supper, the Savior is going to maybe pull Peter aside or just speak directly to him. And look at what it says, starting in verse 31. It says, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. First of all, that's terrifying. (laughs) I can't imagine the fear that that would strike into my heart if the Savior said that to me. Now, keep that in mind. I think that that's probably a true statement for most of us. As we continue on the covenant path and as we continue to try to draw closer to the Savior, I think that Satan desires to have us all and sift us all as wheat. But wow, that must have been a really powerful moment and struck at the heart of Peter when the Savior looks him in the eye and says that to him. But then listen to the comfort that the Savior offers next. He says, But I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not, and when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. Now, I wonder if that was hard for Peter to hear. Of course, the first part would have been beautiful, hearing that the Savior has prayed for you that your faith can remain strong. I'd like to believe that the Savior does that for each of us as our advocate and mediator, 
that he prays for us and for our faith. But that second part when he says, and when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. I wonder if that struck a chord with Peter. I wonder if Peter thought, what are you talking about? I am converted. I have walked with you every day. I have stood by your side. I have witnessed your miracles. I know that thou art the Christ. I have professed that. I wonder if that bothered him at all, or if he wondered or thought about that, why the Savior would say, when thou art converted, as if it hadn't actually happened yet. I think there's a really important thing to understand here, and that is, what is conversion? Oftentimes, we talk about conversion as if it were testimony, or testimony as if it is conversion. Those two words are not synonymous. First of all, let me put in a plug here really quickly for one of my favorite talks of all time, Elder Christofferson called When Thou Art Converted. The entire talk is fantastic. But as part of this talk, Elder Christofferson tries to help us see that testimony or even going through the motions isn't the same thing as conversion. That when we're converted, it means that not only are we living the gospel, and doing the gospel, but we are allowing the gospel to change our hearts and our lives. That comes when we're not just checking off boxes as we live the gospel of Jesus Christ, but that we are looking unto Christ in every thought as we live the gospel of Jesus Christ. We don't just study the scriptures to say we've done it. We're studying the scriptures to come to know Jesus Christ. We're not just praying because it's a habit to pray. We are praying to connect We aren't just going to church because it's what we do on Sunday. We are going to truly worship with all our hearts. The things that we do matter because the things that we do change our hearts if we do them with an eye single to the glory of God and if we do them with a focus on Jesus Christ. Those are the things that lead to conversion, not just testimony. Peter at this point had a rock-solid testimony of Jesus Christ. He declared that Jesus Christ was the Son of God, and the Savior accepted that and said, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it but my Father. He had a testimony of Jesus Christ, but conversion is something different. Now, I'm not saying Peter wasn't converted at this point, because there probably was some element of conversion for him. Conversion is a path that we take. Conversion is a lifelong pursuit. And I think that there can be levels of conversion. And I think our conversion can kind of ebb and flow a little bit. So I'm not saying that Peter had no conversion at this point. But what I am saying is that it is so important that you and I don't get so complacent in our testimonies that we allow our conversion to take a back seat or allow our conversion to lessen because we're so busy patting ourselves on our back for our testimonies. Does that make sense? I hope it does. That talk by Elder Christofferson, When Thou Art Converted, is absolutely fantastic. And in it, he talks about some things that we can do to increase and strengthen our conversion. Elder Bednar put it this way. He said, A testimony is spiritual knowledge of truth obtained by the power of the Holy Ghost. Clearly, Simon had that at this point. But then Elder Bednar continues and says, Continuing conversion is constant devotion to the revealed truth we have received with a heart that is willing and for righteous reasons. Knowing that the gospel is true is the essence of testimony. Consistently being true to the gospel is the essence of conversion. We should know the gospel is true and 
be true to the gospel. My friends, it is wonderful and it is imperative that we have testimonies of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But what will change us, what will set us on the path of becoming more like Jesus Christ is conversion to the gospel. It's acting on the gospel with an eye single to the glory of God and with an eye focused on Jesus Christ. My friends, conversion, true conversion, I believe will naturally bring others in our lives closer to the Savior. Here, when the Savior says, when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren, as people see our conversion, as people see our devotion, as people see that we are not just going through the actions, but that we are truly striving to live like Jesus Christ, become like him, emulate him in all that we do, it's my belief that it will draw others closer to Christ through our example. When we are converted, naturally, as part of who we are, we begin to strengthen those around us. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.